0: Additional terms and conditions apply. I love a cozy fleece for the winter. I got the Kodopak Seed Tekka Fleece from Active Threads. It's so warm and the color palette is gorgeous. Active Threads is a female-run company with two moms at the helm. I love supporting working moms like myself when I can. Active Threads has a great selection of women's active and outdoor apparel, ranging from sports bras and leggings to camping gear and backpacks. As a gift to my listeners, they are extending 15% off anything on their site. Head to ActiveThreads.com and use code PEACE15 at checkout. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found Connective Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening... Doing away with rewards and consequences and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here and we're back for another episode. And today we're going to talk about this idea of co-regulation. What is co-regulation? Why is it important and how do we garner it in our children? Co-regulation is this idea that our kids glean and obtain their self-regulation from us. So there's a lot of talk about how do I teach my child to calm down and how do I get them to regulate their feelings and How do I get them to process things? The best way in which we can help our children with big feelings is through our own self-regulation. So again, it comes back to us. Can we model what self-regulation looks like? So for instance, if your child is melting down about the red truck that they can't have, and you're thinking in your head, it's just a red truck, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is, is that It likely isn't about the red truck. The red truck could be the surface issue. There could be a bunch of other issues that are going on deeper for our child. Like they didn't get the lunch they wanted and their brother got the front seat and they didn't. And they had a fight with a friend at school, none of which they really had big meltdowns about. They just kind of rolled with, but they got stuck. They got stuck in their psyche. And then they get home. And the last thing that happens to them is they didn't get the truck they wanted. And that is it. They are going to have the meltdown and they're going to try to process all these other deeper hurts. They want to get them all out. And so they use this disappointment to do so. And we, as the parents, look at it as if, well, he just gets upset because he doesn't get his own way. And when he doesn't get his own way, then he gets really mad. And we want to blame the child for having the upset. Instead of taking a deeper look at it and kind of zooming out, and telling ourselves in our head, this child's having a hard time. Whether I think it's valid or not is not important. The most important thing in this moment is for me to stay calm. Because if I stay calm and I regulate my feelings, now I'm showing my child what it looks like to regulate feelings. Now they have a model of self-regulation. If I become upset, or if I try to fix, or if I try to talk them out of their feelings, Now I have told them they don't have a right to their feelings, the feelings are not valid and they should do away with those feelings because those feelings are bothering me. And maybe, just maybe, they could internalize this idea that big feelings are wrong and that they shouldn't have them. Or could they go the other way and say, I'm gonna have every big feeling I possibly can and I will keep doing that until somebody will listen to me. So when we think about teaching our children to calm down and to self regulate. And a lot of parents and people and people in society will teach children this idea of deep breathing and counting to three and of calming down and of to really like get our child to stop emoting. And I'm not a huge proponent of that. And there's another episode called Mindfulness Jars, the case against mindfulness, mindfulness jars and timeout and cool down corners that you can listen to. But in my thought, that aspect of having a child calm down could also cause them to stuff their feelings and that I'd rather be the safe container and the safe place for the feelings and allow the child to decide when they're going to calm down. And it's not convenient. It's not convenient for us. It doesn't look good. It looks messy. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's in moments where the last thing we want to do is sit with a child and have their big, hard feelings. But if we can, and if we have the space and we have the bandwidth and we have the time, it would behoove us to be with our child in those feelings, to say to the kid, I'm sorry you didn't get the truck you wanted. I know it's really disappointing. And just be with them. Be calm. Really, you can be quiet and be present and bear witness. I say that a lot in in Instagram, bear witness, meaning watch your child have their feelings and don't take those feelings on. You don't have to take them on. They are not a reflection of you. They're not a reflection of that your child's doing something wrong. They're merely processing their feelings. They're allowing it all to come out so they can feel better. And if you can do this process with them, if you can co-regulate, you are creating connection because you're going to bat with your kid. You're going to war with them emotionally. You're sitting through ickiness. You are staying there. You're not leaving. And you are really committed to see this out with them. And that means something to somebody. Have you been dying to get one of your parenting questions answered? You're in luck. I just began offering an Instagram subscription. We have a private daily chat where I help parents navigate the stickiness of connective parenting. I post videos to help folks further understand the ideas of connection. And I go live once a week answering everyone's parenting questions. It's only $4.99 a month and you can cancel anytime. Head over to the Peace and Parenting IG page and click the subscriptions button on the main page to join today. I can't wait to see you there. Just think about it. When you're really upset and you're crying and someone sits with you and listens and says, I'm so sorry you had such a bad day. It must have been horrible. I'm right here. And they don't try to change the subject and they don't tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't be upset and they don't talk you out of your feelings. That feels good. That's connective. That's sharing a bond with somebody. So tantrums might feel like they're disconnecting and everyone's dysregulated and they're really hard. We can take a different look at them. We can say, wow, this is a really connective experience. If I can regulate, if I can stay calm and if I can stay self-regulated, if I can do those things, then I can change this experience of big, hard feelings into something that's connective, into something that's meaningful. But that's the hard part of it. Like, how do you stay calm? And why can't you stay calm? And the reason we can't stay calm oftentimes is because nobody stayed calm with us before in our childhood. No one was there for us when we had our big feelings. People told us to go to our room and calm down. Don't cry. Don't be upset. It's not that big a deal. You're being a baby. All kinds of things we were told as kids that tell us that what's going on now presently is not okay. And so if we were a child in this paradigm where we were told it's not okay, and now we're witnessing a child having this same experience, it might conjure up and trigger this idea that it's not okay and that we have to make them calm down and we have to shut it down. As opposed to leaning into it and saying, it's okay. I'm going to co-regulate with this child. My regulation, my self-regulation is going to inform theirs. So if I sit with them 255 times, every time they have a tantrum or a meltdown or big feelings or disappointment or any of it, if I stay with them, eventually when their prefrontal cortex is totally mature, when they turn 25, 28, then maybe they will start to also be able to regulate during hard moments. But they need to watch us a lot in order to be able to take that skill and use it for their own. Plus their brain has to be completely developed. I'll tell you now that my kids who are older, uh, P will be 14 next month and Esme will be 17 in January, they both self-regulate so much better now because I've self-regulated with them. I have regulated with them a lot. Now, there are moments where I've still messed up, where I've had to walk away, where I've said, I can't deal with this, where I've done the wrong thing, even in this last year. But for the most part, for 70% of the time, I do it right. It wasn't always like that. I was doing it right about 30% of the time when I first started. Now I've kind of grown and I do it right about 70% 70 of the time. So That's something, as long as you're doing it and you continue to practice it and you continue to make it your way to be with your kids, that's all you can do. And that's enough to help them learn to regulate. But if we try to calm them down and try to tell them to stop having their feelings and try to give them techniques to stay calm as opposed to just allowing the feelings to come out, we might be sending them the wrong message. We wanna send them the message that you can regulate but I'm not going to make you regulate. I'm going to watch you get through your process while I regulate so I'm modeling it to you so that you can glean some of these skills as you're watching me. I'm calm. I'm listening. I'm saying very few things. I'm right here. I understand this is really hard. I'm not going to leave you while you're upset. I'm going to be with you in your hard feelings. Then we're quiet. 80% of it is just being quiet and being regulated, and being calm. If you feel like you can't, walk away. Don't make it their fault though. Don't say, oh, well, I got to go because your, your feelings are too much for me. You just say, I got to go to the bathroom. I've got to go pee. I'll be right back. I got to send an email. Whatever it is, whatever excuse you can give, walk away, gather yourself, look in the mirror, splash water on your face, talk to yourself, give yourself a mantra to say, it's not emergency just feelings. Nobody's dying. Everyone's going to live through this and then try to go back out there in the trenches trenches and listen to the rest of the feelings. You will see if you do this, if you co-regulate, if you self-regulate all the way through their feelings, even if it's an hour, even if it's an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yikes. Even if it's however long it is and you get to the other side, you will see a new child. You will see a happier, kinder, nicer lighter child who has let it all out, who has unpacked their emotional backpack and who feels better and is able to do better. Okay. That's all I have on co-regulation. If you really want to dive a little bit deeper, I do have an online course called Understanding Big Emotions. It's $38. I think it's worth every penny. It's a video. I help you learn how to do exactly what I was just talking about. Plus I give you the ideas of connection. Plus we dive into our childhood a little bit and it's a great little course. I'll link it in the notes. You can also find it in my IG bio. Okay. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you so much for your reviews and for being part of this incredible community. I'm so thrilled every day that this gets to be my life, that I just get to talk about parenting all day long. So thank you very much and I'll see you somewhere on the online world.